Okay, guys, really appreciate the overall experience I've had so far with everyone who's connected with me, uh, giving me small little feedbacks, even giving me opportunities or even different angles. Uh, part of the whole process here is is for me to learn how to become a better communicator and how to kind of share the information that has been passed on to me throughout my interactions, not sitting in an office nine to five, not seeing the same exact people every single day. I think I have a different take on life and I'd love to be able to share that perspective, especially with folks who feel like, you know, they're kind of trapped into their own careers and doing their own things and not really be able to fly up 30,000 feet and see what's going on around them. So yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy the second part of uh, this week's episode. I'm definitely diving right into who a millennial is, what you're expected, why um, you are considered the in-between generation of transition. Uh, so yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. Thanks. Okay, so welcome to part two of this week's episode. Um, I definitely want to focus my energy on the word millennial and what that actually means nowadays. As you know, millennials are considered a generation in between uh, a transition. Uh, We're not really Gen X where traditional values, traditional understanding of society kind of reigned and then you slowly transitioned over. Uh, We were at the tail end of, uh, you know, pre-Google pre-information uh, in your hands at all times, but we definitely grew up in it. So I would consider myself uh, pretty confused, right? Uh, we still hold the traditional values. We have that expect- expectation of society and for ourselves. Um, but at the same time, we're expected to be the new frontier. Um, let's go ahead and see some data here. So as of... Uh, June 2019, millennials are now the biggest voting bloc in the country. So we beat out boomers. Uh, we beat out the greatest generation. So um, in a sense, the country is, you know, in our hands. And I don't think we've really taken a, a step back to realize that. And it's unfortunate. Um, here's a second data point here. As of 2018, millennials have taken over as the strongest consumer uh, group in our country. <clears throat> we are spending a lot of expendable cash. Uh, we are consuming way more than uh, w- what we can afford as far as the credit to debt uh, ratio here. So overall, I think it's kind of a shame that we are considered you know, the first generation in the information uh, world, the knowledge era, the, the I guess the internet era. Uh, but at the same time, no one's really guiding us. So we're more or less the test dummies too. So a really good example of an industry that definitely has not evolved fast enough to cater to millennials is real estate. Um, I've been working in this industry for about five years, and I'll tell you this, the majority of my clients are millennials right now, and they look super lost. And I feel really bad because I understand that millennials, um, we've grown up in the age of information. And so whenever we do do a purchase or an investment or even make a decision, uh, we want to look at reviews. We want to look at any sort of data that can help us make the decision a little bit more worthwhile or safer. So when we're talking about real estates, not very many professionals are looking um, at millennials and seeing what's important to them. So 
I'm going to try to kind of break it down because I've worked with millennials now for about three to four years. And I'm not just talking about, you know, purchasing their first home. These are a little bit more affluent. They have a good understanding of um, the markets. And what they're even seeing is, gosh, you know, uh, real estate is something that is so foreign to them, even with money, even with their backgrounds. um, They don't quite understand it. So working like that, I saw a great opportunity to kind of link up my previous life, which is in marketing, um, strategy, analysis, and then kind of applying it to this real estate industry. So one really great point that I kind of share with most of my clients who are investors is look at real estate as, uh, you know, you would look at the stock market. You wouldn't look at an individual stock or an individual stake as, um, you know, in a vacuum. Uh, their supplier, their competitor, um, a, a disruptor of that industry could come into the market at any time. And so as a smart investor in the stock market, you have to have a broad understanding of what affects your product, what affects your investment. So looking at real estate, that's exactly how you should apply it. So when you are purchasing a home, if you are looking to to look uh, into becoming an investor, you kind of have to be uh, a well-rounded, generalized um, human being. So for example, um, when you are looking to investing in a, a community, maybe a certain region of, of America, and you don't live there, you don't plan on living there, but the ROI is like 12, 15%. Well, back in the day, you would have to hire an agent and you know, hopefully they have a good understanding, ears on the ground on what's going on. But today's world, we have something called the internet and Zillow. And data points all around, you know, the the web that will tell you exactly if, I don't know, Piano Texas is booming, um, are, you know, big investors coming in. We can look at Amazon and how they're maneuvering their infrastructure. Even Apple, for example. Apple just announced that they are investing heavily into Austin. Just around, I, I don't know, maybe a year ago, they were purchasing a bunch of land and publicizing that. So, just like the stock market, you have to understand um, the context of your investment. So I think this is going to be a great opportunity for me to kind of uh, do that for millennials. Once you do get into the game of real estate and you see all the data points and you can anal- you know, put a, a great analysis report on if this is going to be a, a good risk, a bad risk, risk situation, I think real estate is going to be a lot more appealing to millennials. Um, to be honest with you, I've been in you know, a stakeholder in in the stock market for almost a decade, I still don't know what's going on. I have absolutely no idea, you know, how certain entities move and, you know, why there's a certain pattern to it. However, my time in real estate, I definitely see it. The points are there for you if you are data-driven, which millennials are for sure. You just got to be out there. Find the right data points that implicate um, a certain idea that you have for that investment. So right there and then, I definitely want to utilize this podcast to have millennials understand that real estate is a, a, a sure bet if you do put your time, effort into researching and understanding um, the data points out there. Um, another thing is the user X, the user experience. It's unbelievable. Um, I I just looked up the stats. I think California right now, as of like 2009 data has 285,000 active agents. That's huge, right? 
And yet none of them are breaking through. None of them are speaking to the millennial mind. And if they are, it's just flashy cars, um, success stories, things like that. And I don't think millennials are reacting well to it. Um, Quite honestly, I don't think I've ever uh, closed a deal in dress shoes, right? It's 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 something that is, um, <laughs> I guess, in in the transition period, and I hope that millennials are going to pick up uh, the interest in real estate because it's out there. Real estate's the only sure bet. When you buy a piece of stock, that's a piece of number on a on an account. When you buy a piece of land, that's there forever. It's a tangible good that you can see and feel, and if all else fails, you can actually go on that piece of land and live on it. So millennials, I think we need to to really think our, our relationship or rethink our relationship with real estate and start to view it as a grand opportunity that will become better if we pay attention to it a little bit more. Hey folks, so that concludes the third episode of Millennial Asian Realtor. This episode was very much a freestyle. Um, I took out some notes. I had a direction that I wanted to go towards, but it was more or less me speaking from the heart and my experiences. So it's definitely a change up. I didn't have uh, you know an agenda, a structure at all. So please, please, please give me some feedback. If you guys do enjoy these types of conversations, um, let me know if it's boring and you want me to get back on track and talk about only, you know, the, 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 I guess the projects that I'm a part of, um, the success stories, the failure stories, I'm definitely going to still have episodes like that, but I really like these because it speaks directly to the audience. So yeah, anyway, let me know. Um, I am here at Han and Homes. Reach out to me. Um, you definitely have my email there too. And visit hanandhomes.com. I definitely want to see um, what you guys consider, you know, is is good content on there too. Okay, thanks a lot. Take care.